Welcome to week five of Living Lent. This week we find ourselves journeying with Jesus into the events of Holy Week, which will be upon us in real time in just a couple of weeks. Here, the cross which had loomed large on the horizon at the beginning of Lent suddenly comes close, blocking all else out from view. Here, we are confronted with the brute fact of its existence and God's insistence that this is the path to resurrection. This is the narrow door. As we think about the last days before Jesus' crucifixion, we'll have another pilgrim journeying with us, the 16th century Spanish saint, Teresa of Avila. But first, let us begin with prayer. Heavenly Father, as we begin this time of reflection, We pray that you would illuminate this Lenten season for us and guide us in the way of peace. Jesus Christ, you show us the way of the Father. You tread it alongside us, before us and behind us. Stay close to us, we pray, and help us to be attentive to your call. Holy Spirit, stoke the fires of our hearts that we might see ourselves and your creation as you do and be empowered to live in the slipstream of your work in this world. Amen. A reading from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 23, verses 38 to 47. And an inscription also was written over him in letters of Greek, Latin and Hebrew. This is the king of the Jews. Then one of the criminals who were hanged blasphemed him, saying, If you are the Christ, save yourself and us. But the other answering rebuked him, saying, Do you not even fear God? seeing you are under the same condemnation? And we indeed justly, for we received the due reward of our deeds, but this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said to Jesus, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus said to him, Assuredly, I say to you, today you will be with me. In paradise. Now it was about the sixth hour, and there was darkness over all the earth until the ninth hour. Then the sun was darkened, and the veil of the temple was torn in two. And when Jesus had cried out with a loud voice, he said, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. Having said this, He breathed his last. So when the centurion saw what had happened, he glorified God, saying, Certainly this was a righteous man. Lent takes its form from the 40 days that Jesus spent in the wilderness, in the interim between his baptism in the River Jordan and the beginning of his brief yet remarkable ministry. During those 40 days, the Synoptic Gospels, 
Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Tell us of Jesus' temptation by the accuser, the devil. In his book, In the Name of Jesus, Henry Nouwen describes these temptations as the temptation to be relevant, spectacular, and powerful. Everyone expects Jesus to be relevant, spectacular, and powerful. Palm Sunday, the first day of Holy Week, is often given the subtitle by Bible translators as the triumphal entry. But this is not an accurate description. The crowds adore him, yes, they expect great things of him. But even then, the humble Jesus rides in on a donkey in floods of tears. It's hardly the image of the mighty warrior that Peter, one of Jesus' closest disciples, expected of him. Even at the eleventh hour, as Jesus hung on the cross, Peter expected him to summon a great angelic army. Herod expects Jesus to put on a spectacular show of miracles. Pilate expects him to defend his honor and his majesty, but is met instead with the power of silence. The crowds the religious elite, the Roman oppressors, and even Jesus' followers and closest friends all expect Jesus to be relevant, spectacular, and powerful. But all these hopes and expectations are dashed. Jesus always lets us down. Jane Williams observes that when the crowds realize that Jesus, like so many before him, was going to be defeated by the sheer power of entrenched authorities. They lost interest in him. And some even began to resent and scorn him. of Jesus I think would take my stand the shadow of a mighty rock within a weary land a home within the wilderness a rest upon
power of Jesus is hidden in plain sight. It appears that on Good Friday, not even Jesus' closest friends realize this. In fact, the centurion and the criminal are the only ones to recognize it. By appealing to Jesus to remember him in paradise, this criminal recognizes that human judgment, which he is on the receiving end of, is finite. He also recognizes that the one suffering beside him is the judge and redeemer. Where God is judge, different rules apply. Likewise, the centurion, seeing how even in death, Jesus remains faithful to the relationship with his father, recognizes in Jesus' suffering the manifest righteousness and glory of God. Matthew puts these words in the centurion's mouth. Truly, this man was God's son. Two of the most despised people in the ancient world, the centurion and the criminal, the crucifier and the crucified, symbols of oppression and depravity, are credited as the only two to recognize the hidden glory of God in the cross of Good Friday. Jane Williams concludes that this humble God has relentlessly absorbed all of our cruelty, our violence, our hopelessness, our selfishness, and our fear, never returning like for like, but carrying it away with him into death. Let's go back to that story for a moment. Imagine the scene, the landscape, the crowds, the centurions, the religious elite, the criminals, and Jesus. What do you want to say to Jesus in that moment? And is he saying anything in response? Teresa's life of prayer had become a dry and arid landscape, devoid of any meaning and lacking substance. And this was hardly fitting for someone who had devoted themselves to a life of prayer. As a young girl, Teresa's faith was vibrant and passionate, but after taking religious vows and moving into a convent at just 20 years old, her religious zeal quickly began to dry up, and her faith became a mere triviality. 
After a lengthy illness which saw her spiral into lethargy and depression, she ceased praying altogether. In her illness, Teresa experienced a lack of connection with God, but like her contemporaries, Julian of Norwich and Francis of Assisi, it was a mystical encounter with the suffering Jesus that changed everything. In her autobiography, she wrote of a time when a statue of Christ suddenly took on a new meaning, one she hadn't perceived before. While she could hardly be bothered to even pray, Christ was willing to wait patiently on the cross for her. Having lost all trust and confidence in her own ability to sustain her life of faith, Teresa says that she threw herself down at Christ's feet and asked for his strength. From this moment, Teresa sought the renewal of religious life across all of Spain at a time when the country was in utter turmoil. Her response to a world in flames was prayer, contemplation, and poverty. She established new monasteries and convents that to this day, 500 years later, hold fast to the life of prayer sustained through the suffering of Jesus. She, like the criminal and the centurion, recognized the hidden glory of God in the cross. Let's take some time now to consider how we have succumbed to the temptations to be relevant, spectacular, and powerful. When have we sought relevance over truth? When have we tried to prove our self-worth by puffing ourselves up in front of others? When have we tried to acquire or cling on to power in our relationships? When have we been self-serving, self-righteous, and selfish? What in us needs to die on the cross of Christ? We'll close our time together praying these words from the hymn, Beneath the Cross of Jesus. Beneath the cross of Jesus, I fain would take my stand, the shadow of a mighty rock within a weary land, a home within the wilderness, a rest upon the way from the burning of the noontide heat and the burden of the day. Upon the cross of Jesus, mine eyes at times can see the very dying form of one who suffered there for me. And from my smitten heart with tears, two wonders I confess. The wonders of redeeming love and my unworthiness. I take, O cross, thy shadow for my abiding place. I ask no other sunshine than the sunshine of his face. Content to let my pride go by, to know no gain nor loss, my sinful self my only shame, my glory all the cross 